<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Hers and Hers. I am the first her. We got the second her with me today. And then, of course, we have the lovely Brie Garden with us today. So, introduce yourself. My name is Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> of Ear Garden. And yes. I'm here to talk about whatever we talk about. Yeah. Candid conversations. Y'all know how we do. Um, I'm super happy you're here. You know, I've met her for the first time in person, like last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We've been following each other for a second. She stumbled across one of my hats for Pussy Power. Allegedly. And really, I thought you followed me because of the podcast. And that's why I was like, yeah, girl, I got a podcast. And you was like, girl, what? And then Deb was like, um, Pussy Power. And then you were like, girl, I love your hat. <laughs> I was just on the well, website. You guys, you guys, you guys were um, you met in person. Yes. Okay. Yeah, at the yeah. event you had went to. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. The okay, little okay. mixer for Slug uh, Global last week. Yeah. It was. A, it was. A, it was. I liked it. It was good. I'm gonna go again. If I'm I go again, again, I'm gonna invite you. Let me tell you how stupid I feel. I don't know. I feel like every episode. <laughs> every episode, I feel like I do something very dumb. <laughs> and I said I combined your name <laughs> with the garden. But it was cute though. I, I was, was like, like yeah, that was cute. I was like, I thought you did on purpose. I was like, Am I gonna legally change it? I was it? like, no. I was Ooh. like, is that so cute though? But yes. Um, if you legally change it, that would be really Rick, fire. I could have what could be something could be that. That could be fire though. It's you. You could actually trade back. Well, you can have multiple You're personas. You better see Brie Garden stuff everywhere. You can need to put that on the T-shirt though. That'd be cute. I'm trying to get my te- my merch off the road for I've been trying to do it for a year. People would eat. Let up. a nigga know. I'll fuck with a you. Little I'll nigga send you my know. manufacturers and all that shit. Want some fruit? Yeah, why okay, not? Because I'm like we black. I'm and gonna we do black catalog people resources over here. I know I look like a potato today, but I'd be doing that. Let's not do a potato. I have some really good. I, actually, I have bake. a design that I've, you have, I have. I had for like a year. Hey, look, I got manufacturers. I'm crying. <laughs> They got catalogs. We can get some shit. I love giving black she, people resources. She turned into a mob boss whenever she started talking about business. She'd be like, let me tell you something. I, got this, I, got this, I, I, got I know this, I got niggas, this. niggas, and niggas. Which you niggas you need? Nigga. <laughs> Scarves, nigga. I do feel nigga. like I changed my voice. Am I crazy? You're not crazy. You just get no, into you your business mode. <gasps> you put on a suit and tie. Like You put your bow tie on, your virtual bow tie on. It's like an energy thing. Yes, my, so my metaverse bow tie. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the fear of the metaverse. <laughs> it's a so, lot. So y'all know how we do. We always have drank. It's 12 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and we drink in the morning. I know it's the afternoon, it's but it's, noon. you know, you know, it's noon in the morning. And it's, um, it's <laughs> but like, is it early? I feel like I just watched this thing on Netflix about time and it's really not real. Mm. So my thing is like, what's the difference? Listen, because we'll drink a mimosa, right? On I Sunday. love you That's so the... much already because this. What is time? I drink mimosas earlier than this. I drink a mimosa at ten a.m. I mean, listen, I didn't share, but we um, should have had at mimosas. one point in time. I used to wake up at ten thirty, pop a cap of fresh wine, and just. <laughs> but I didn't think you know. Mm. Just I personally feel like it's fruit juice. So I recently it switched is. from weed to wine. <laughs> How you feel? Um, yeah. And it feels good. Like, I'm just as relaxed with the weed. So is it just the weed or, I don't know, like, do you try C- Have you, You've tried CBD before. Oh, yeah. I like it. We've good had a CBD, CBD gummy. gummy. I love I've a actually CBD tried CBD. It was, it was half CBD, pre-roll. CBD and half um, THC, but it was more CBD than THC. Boy, we, oh, goodness. Okay, I was so THC. Sleep. <laughs> she was not the fuck up. She needed lit. She I tried a up. CBD gummy at work, 
last year and it was raining, right? Oh, <laughs> no, no. It was raining and I was watching the rain and I was like, this is so beautiful. And I just felt so relaxed in that moment. And the job I had at the time, I was never relaxed because it was real racist in there. So I was always on. Mm, like, he was like, yeah, had to be and, damn shame. And it was like, I was just watching the rain. But, you know, I can't smoke weed anymore. Like, it don't. Like, I, I try be to so smoke anxious. weed and I get really anxious. Yeah. I'm like, I used to be, I used to be like and a little stoner like, when I was I in college. smoking weed. Smoke weed every day. Mm. <laughs> there, was a, there was a little voice on there. No, really? No, she no, she be having that twang. She did karaoke, and she was carrying. I said, hold on, bitch. Put the I K was in the Roki. church choir. I was she in put the, the K in the Roki, I had some though. solos. I had some solos. You had some solo. <laughs> okay, I've been wanting to go to church. I need to cleanse. I don't go to church. You gotta go to the cleanse. No, I want to go. I mean, I be feeling like I was like, I want to feel. You feel you need. Jesus. I need some. You know. Every time some, I go to church, I cry, and it don't even really be a word like that. No, I want the songs. Yeah, oh, I'm believing music. That. It's the music. It's that word that you finna. I don't need that. It's, it's the worship every time. It's gonna be all See, that. that. Yeah, but I need that. See, know. I never. I don't go. I don't get to go to black traditional churches because, like, I was originally Seventh Day Adventist. So, like, we're kind of like we're teeter between like being like slick, like the closest thing to like Mormon, but not Mormon. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the things that we sing are not like. That would be secular. So like Kurt Franklin and stuff like that. It's still yeah. gospel, but that would be considered secular. like secular, mm-hmm. like gospel I mean, music. So I have to listen to hymns. And when I say it'd be the old hymns from like the Lately, 40s. But I, I like went through something. I like old hymns. Like my great grandmother, she, she used to just hum hymns all the time. And well, it, yeah, would that's make, a, yeah. it would be very I listen like, to Mahalia Jackson for fun. Like I enjoy, like I enjoy just like the um, technique of gospel vocalist honestly no they you can if you're trained in the church you can sing very well like chloe and Haley. that's why they're oh, they, they're, they're church trained was duran bernard trained in the church i'm not sure because he's giving very because lucky day is was trained well he was in a cult oh and that boy was he yeah he was, in a, he was in a religious cult and he ended up oh i know that cult was going he was in a religious tay met lucky day but he was that's another story for another day but me uh, and him we're friends <laughs> we're friends so look so he was in a religious cult. i wasn't listening to lucky day right, like that right and then me and my mom and my girlfriend went to the vinyl shop and I was like, damn, I want to get the Lucky Day vinyl. That was my first time listening to Lucky Day. That, Bruh. that yellow and you album. you got it on Bruh. vinyl? Bruh. I, play, I said, this shit is So vinyl. God has favorites, apparently, because I didn't even know he was on vinyl. <laughs> it's available. You can go to Criminal Records. No. Mm-mm. Criminal Records. Go to Moods Music. It's black owned. Where's mm. that at? It's in Little Five Points. So you oh, know nice. where um, it's, okay, so Ragarama. Mm-hmm. The bike shop? Yes. Moods music. Okay, but I know what yeah. that's it. Okay. And he be having this, like, ra- literally, like, the most random stuff. Like, it's... I didn't even know that was a record store over there. That's so cool. Good well, he know. just sells music. Like, he doesn't yeah. have, like, the most extensive, yeah. vi- like, vinyl collection. But he sells, like, old CDs. Like, my parents been going to him for years, like, <gasps> since I was... Oh, yeah. my God. That's so cool. And he sells, like, CDs. He sells mixes. He sells just, you know... Music everything. Things. No, yeah, like Musical things. Music things. You also that make candles. Maybe you can get Nick from Niggas to Gods in there. Maybe you can get Becoming. <laughs> okay, you know so I mean? it, it's just black shit. Black, yeah. Black shit. Things that black people like to have in their house. Incense. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah. So yeah. what's your uh, favorite song off of that Lucky Day album? Okay, so I don't actually know the songs. I just let it play. Listen, listen. Just hum it, baby. I know what it is. Okay, I don't know the I don't know that either. <gasps> oh, so you're just and that's okay. It's fine, it's fine. Because literally, I, I couldn't just, tell you the listening. name of a Lucky Day song. He looked good, but actually, you guys, black, crazy because I'm such a stand. And he's singing. I know every single song. I'm gonna show look. up every time. 
I'm crying. I'm so mad at you, like, actually. that album, that was my first time. It's such also. a beautiful album. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm he was dead. in a cult? Yeah, that's what I was saying. He was in a cult, and he ended up leaving his cult. But he was on American Idol, and he talked about that, though. But he had know he, I just found out that he was that's 36. Really <laughs> it's crazy. We really don't No, 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 no. We're overstimulating <laughs> you. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What I, what I thought about when I found out that Lucky Day was 36 is I was like, we need more niggas that are in their 30s singing R&B music. Because when yeah, these 20s niggas are singing R&B music, I get a lot of that they hate women. I think that yeah, and themselves. Yeah, like, yeah they do. How they do you feel about Giving On? He hates women. <laughs> I actually that nigga said. I got a tweet that went viral on TikTok that I was talking about Giving On because I said uh, short niggas are. I said I did. I should. I should have known Giving On was small because short niggas are little magical song elves. And then niggas googled how tall he was and he dead ass. I think his music is good, but I do think there's, I do think there's like you know some there's a level of tones happening there. It's not all about Justine Sky. He he did cheat on Justine Sky. She should smack the shit out of that nigga. She taller than him too. Imagine a nigga (laughs) smaller than you that cheats on you. Like I'm putting a nigga in the closet. I mean, that's what they be doing. And he's a he's a R and B nigga. Nigga, coochie elf. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Niggas I don't think he, like when I look at him, I'm not like mm, he fine as hell. He's, really, not, he's not, not from him. He's he not, not used to getting bitches, and now he getting bitches, and he don't have no self control. That's exactly what it is. That's he's what's singing, happening. He's singing, look like a Disney prince, but not like. And the, I'm not afraid to meet Giveon if he yes. hear, if he hears these words he and he Disney sees me. Vibe. He, looks he can like confront me about it. I'm not John Smith. He wow. couldn't he be if Pocahontas if okay. Heartbreak anniversary, Damn. my son. Though I be in the, I be titties and out, that nigga literally tears. dressed like John Smith. Singing he be wearing deer skin jackets for no reason. Imagine if John Smith. I think he was a Spanish man. John Smith was a Pocahontas um, nigga. Pocahontas. Yeah, but he was Spanish. Like he's from Spain. But but like that's a real story. He's not a made up character. No, he's he's a real man from Spain. And he, was he was terrible. He got that girl. She ended up moving with that nigga. He got beheaded. Pocahontas she is got 13. Why? She ended up getting beheaded. Because she, she ended, ended up, Pocahontas too. She ended up finding another She ended up finding another person. His name was John Rolfe. I remember he had read But him. none of these were her actual lovers. These were all her conquerors and her oppressors. These yeah, were white men age. in their 30s, 40s, she and 50s. Yep, she sure was. Pocahontas was 13 when he she came really was. and Niggas took her, her from that Niggas made her 22 and sexualized her. You gotta read the actual story because Disney Channel is like, I can feel the colors oh, of the wind. Okay, that so bitch was You know what up. my song was? Like, <laughs> What did the tree sing? When the tree started singing, I was in tears. Look, Colors of the Wind. Yeah, that was my shit. Every time I I see leaves go like this, I'd be like, "Bitch, they go Pocahontas, bitch." I did not know the Pocahontas. I didn't like that. No, Pocahontas had a terrible life. Honestly, death to all white conquerors. Not like, well, I'm not saying like president. Nah, for real, fuck them niggas. Oh, I'm sorry. You always be you be trying to get me radical, and then when I get radical, you be like, "No, we're we gonna die no, a little bit." No, you can say niggas for sure. We niggas, but like the whole premise is, it's like you don't be radical. You be ready to anarchy, like <laughs> okay. And like, is anarchy not radical? It's not bad. It's like the real far, It's the far side of radicalness. I got my glasses on today. I can't even be radical. I'm you? I'm a black woman with an afro living in America. Period. It ain't nothing more radical than that. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> I'm crying. Okay, speaking of radical, let's get, let's actually talk about about your garden. Yeah. So we're drinking wine today, obviously, because wine it's, is made yeah. of grapes, and grapes are a plant. And we're here with Bria of your garden. Yes. So yes. What kind of what you guys got? Um, Cabernet, right? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. are drinking Cabernet and I'm drinking white wine because for some reason red wine red wine just makes me just takes me there. So I'm just She be screaming. She literally starts yelling. I'm like, I fucking love it here. I love all of you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about Ear Garden and some of the initiatives that you've, you know, started and some of the activations that you've had so far. Because I went to one of your events, but the line was so wrapped around the corner. Which one was it? I think it was the one that you had. It was like, it wasn't West too far. End? Yeah. I know it wasn't too far from, was, did you have one off Moreland or close to Moreland? I had one off um, Old Fourth Ward. Uh, yeah. At the skate park. I had, yes, bro. That. So you know what's crazy? Okay. I was like, I'm going to grow my damn plant myself. Shit. Listen, I, okay, so <laughs> I have it. Okay, so first of all, my name is Bree. I started, I actually started an Instagram page called Ear Garden because I thought that I wanted to be a music blogger. And I, so, so my dad's an artist, right? And so me and it's my so dad, cool. me and my dad are in this, his studio and I'm like, I'm going to start a music blog. I'm going to go to concerts and I'm going to write about my experience. And, but it was like the writing part. I didn't think that I have, I wasn't thinking yeah, writing, yeah. right? And I'm like, actually, I don't want to write. But I had already changed my Instagram name, so I'm like, I'm just going to have to keep it. And so, but then I was like. I'm dead. <laughs> she was like, fuck. I was like, okay, I don't want to actually write. So that's out. But I really like music. So I started this page called Ear Garden. And then that was just, I just had my normal that's page. That's a good name for a music blog, though. That's what I'm saying. Damn. So I was like, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not blogging. So <laughs> next. Um, so then. I had really got into plants and I would like post like I would make playlists all the time and I would post those playlists on my Instagram and then like I had moved into my first apartment and I got all these plants and so it kind of worked out because I was like well I'm sharing these playlists and I have plants and then I started talking about plant care and then it just really blew up and I was like I want what's crazy is is that I actually didn't think that I was going to do I didn't think it was going to turn into something that was is so big as it is now. Because when I first started it, I was like, damn, I just want plants to be at parties. Because the way that I feel at home with all my plants in my house, I want everybody to feel like that everywhere. So I was like, I'm going to start bringing plants to parties. And my friend mm. Chelsea was like, how are you going to do that? I was like, I don't know, but I am. And what's crazy is I actually did that a couple times. I was like, I did like installations at parties. That's awesome. And it was like a plant room. But anyway, so. Manifestation queen. But I literally have, I was like, what does this even mean? What do you mean you're going to bring plants to parties? But um, so, yeah, so I started Ear Garden. I started talking about plant care on my page. Then I started having classes. Um, I started like teaching classes, um, like virtual classes during the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, I started this event called Free Plants, which literally was just a tweet. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm going to give plants away for free. That shit was going crazy. But it went viral, <laughs> and I literally only had 100 plants. I remember. And by 100 plants, I mean, like, I had a whole bunch of bottles because I would collect. <laughs> I was uh, serving and bartending at this restaurant in East Atlanta, and I was like, everyone just save bottles because I'm going to use these for propagations. Ooh, so the bottles that I had was queen. all that I had. Was like, I was like, I'm just going to give away propagations. But the... Post went viral. And I'm like, I think I'm going to need more than 100 bottles. <laughs> and I was like, but I'd already put on Twitter that I was going to do it on su- So, okay, let me start over. <laughs> so I started an event. I'm sorry, let me start. Bring it back. I started an event called Free Plants ATL because I wanted people. I used to always say, like, plants need to be accessible for everyone because they can be expensive. And I wanted houseplants to just be houseplant knowledge, houseplants themselves to be accessible to everybody. And I was like, you can't act like you this radical person if you're not giving it out for free. So I was like, I'm I'm sorry. Not not us all being, like, problematic (laughs) in our own way. I'm like, if you're not going to give it to people, then you're not really serious. I'm a medic. See, (laughs) See, being, listen, being radical 
It's finding a problem and creating solutions. These bitches don't want solutions. They don't want. They want to talk about. Especially it. for black people, not for free. Look at her. But Radical. I'm like, I'm like, so Radical if I keep saying woman. that I want black people to experience, and obviously this is not a new thing. A whole bunch of people have house plants. But not I just want to be in the Black Panther with plants. But I wanted everyone to have them, right? And I'm like, you deserve this for free because plants are dope and we're in a pandemic and life mm. sucks right now. And so I was like, I need to give these plants out for free. And so I had like 100 plants and the post went viral. And I was like, fuck. So I have a good relationship with a lot of different plant shops in Atlanta because I shop at them all the time. And then I post about them all the time and I have a large following. So you know how that goes. So I'm literally like throwing him like, hey, um, it's your girl, Brie, your garden. Can <laughs> hey, I have some it's girl. plants? And it's I ended up girl. getting like 400 <laughs> plants. Nice. Oh, my God. And so what's crazy is like I had, um, so I posted about it on Tuesday. On Sunday, okay, so I'm an Aries moon. So I need to like shake it up, y'all. Like we need to do this shit. If I don't do it now, I'm not doing it. Like so, I, I said on Tuesday, and we need to do it on Sunday because if I say next week, it's, I'm gonna forget. I'm not doing it, right? So I pull up to Old Fourth Ward Park on Sunday, and then I hit my friend up. I was like, I need a flyer tomorrow. She was like, You do this every time, Brianna. I'm like, I know, but this is a big deal. Nigga, help. Um, <laughs> so I put the flyer out, and it gets like thousands of shares on Instagram. And I'm like, Fuck, yeah. I don't even think I have enough plants. But anyway, I pull up to the event on Sunday, and I'm there 30 minutes early. It's me and like five of my friends. Um, and we got like two little tables, and we're just, and I'm like, We pull up, and my friend was like, I think that line's for you. And I'm like, no, it starts at it starts at Ain't four. no way, boy. I was like, it starts at four. It's three thirty. Like no one's here yet. And there, and he was like, Bree, the these people are here for you. And I was like, the line was so long, I was overwhelmed. It yeah, was probably bruh. like it was probably like five hundred people now. I got out that Uber, saw that line, got right back into Uber. Went to go pick up my friend. My friend met me on the corner. He said, goodness gracious, is this it for was this? so many people. I was sh- and I was like, it was crazy because I never thought that like an event. This is my first ever event also. Like, I don't have any event production. I literally had two tables, two fold-out tables and some plants. Like, no organization, nothing. And then, um, so, yeah, a lot of people didn't get plants. I am so sorry for the people who didn't get plants. I'm so gonna sorry. It's going to be all right. A lot I mean, of people didn't get you plants. You wasn't expecting it to go mega viral. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So then, on the next one, I had it at West End Park. Um, and that one was a little bit more organized. We had more tables. I had a crew. People had T-shirts. We was ready, right? Mm-hmm. I had 750 plants. It was 1,500 people there. God uh, damn. Bruh. It was start. It started pouring. People were still waiting. That in is line. amazing. But I was the- shook. As, and then I got to be on NPR because like that someone who so was funny. on NPR was there and they were like, oh, we need to do like a story on this. And that was so dope because I got to be on. Um, I went fucking NPR. gag. That is amazing. Oh NPR yeah. is so I love NPR. And it was a closer look. I was like, Rose Scott, yo, this is a big deal. This oh is Rose Scott. NPR that's is amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so cool. Hey, so that's like that, people coming that's crazy. out for plants. Like that's so fucking crazy. It was honestly like I was like, this is so dope because you just never know. I just never thought that something like that, I never thought that I would even have an event. Like, cause I, I wasn't, yeah, I had houseplant classes and stuff and they would sell out, you know, they would, my house classes would sell out or whatever. <laughs> but I never thought it was going to be an event where like 1500 people came and then it just garnered so much attention. It's been really dope. Um, so I can't wait to see what I do next year yeah, with it. You can never underestimate the power of your influence. It, that's yeah. why I think a lot of people, that upsets me a lot nowadays. People are like, y'all be having imaginary haters, you know, rock and rock and this and that. And I'm like, you don't understand that, like, people actually make moves within their communities. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you do matter. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like when you see stuff like that, I would be overstimulated too because it's like we don't really get our flowers while we're here. You know no. what I'm saying? So it's like people aren't often like celebrated and we don't really get that validation a lot of times. So it's like when you see it like firsthand, you're like, fuck, I can do this. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it was so cool because it was just like, it, it's such a simple concept. It's just like, I didn't want it to be about, you know, I didn't want it to be about selling things because people were right. like, you know, you had a lot of people at your last event. Can I have, can I set up a booth? And then like as many, as much as I wanted to say yes, because. People want to turn everything into like a but transactional I want, Like thing. my thing is like, I want people to be able to, you need, everyone says like nothing is free in life, but like I want people to experience that at some point. You know what right. I mean? So it's just like, no, literally I need nothing from you. Like I just yeah. want to give you these plants. And being able to do that was really good, especially because when I first got started on my plant journey, I was wasting money on plants, just buying them and killing them, buying them and killing them. And I wish somebody would have gave me some for free. Cause I but that's community. Yeah. That's what happens when you get into a better place. You're supposed to like network across and just network upward and try to help people. You know what I'm saying? That that's what that's how you build a foundation to build that rapport with people. But people exactly. don't understand that. They think that everything has to be so transactional, and it, but it's not always It doesn't like that. have to be transactional. And also, like, the like the like my spirit, like, to this day, even though that was last summer, I get so, like, like overwhelmed with joy from – because as much as other, other people were happy with me doing it, I was really proud of myself for doing yeah, it. So to be able to actually, like, affect people's lives, because I was with my friend um, – Mark, we went to. Um, oh yeah, I, I, I know Mark. I've shot with Wait, him. Wait, which times. one? Mark B. Wavy. Yes. Yeah. So oh. Mark is one of my really Mark's good friends. The best. Mark is the best. And we went. Shout to, out Mark, um, y'all. Shout out Mark. He does all my photography yeah, for your garden. Oh also. yeah, shout out him. He got to ask me about my camera. He does a lot of camera stuff too. So y'all check him he out. He fa. He fa. And so we were at Carroll Street Cafe, and one of the servers there was like, "Oh my God, my only living plant." is the plant that I got from Free Plant. <laughs> I would literally throw up and cry. I was like, stop playing with me. That, that is so beautiful. beautiful. But yeah. you're, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're just doing a lot within, like, you're doing a lot to create, you know, that type of community, which is, I think, is very dope. You know what I'm saying? Because people think that everything has to be like, oh, well, you know, let me sell this to somebody or let me get behind this. But it's like, you can still get money from things that you enjoy while also helping people. And it's like in some things I feel like, you know, like in the society we live in, everything is money driven and it's like you need to make a dollar. How can you sell? Or people want to monetize or what everything. if you would have sold? What if you would have sold the plant for five dollars and 750 people would have came? And it's just like financially, I know that no matter what I do, I'm going to be taken care of. And it's like not even that money I'm doing flows it. to her abundantly. That's that tourist. She a tourist uh, son, y'all. Like, <laughs> That's a, well, something about y'all and money. I don't know what the fudge it is, but y'all can go to sleep and wake up with some money. I don't know. Please. Give I me be getting I blessed. Know. I'm like, I'm saying like money flows to you easily and abundantly. That's the mon mantra to have really honestly. And everything's not going to be about like, okay, it's like I buy, I do this thing now and like literally five seconds later I get money for it. Some things it's like everything is not, doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's like you do this thing here and then like maybe two years down the line, six months, three months, two weeks, you get an influx, but it's cause that energy you put out there. Because things right. aren't supposed to decrease from you sharing them. That's the thing. I think it's, that people, people understand, people don't understand that. And I think people look at like giving things to people or being that type of considerate person as it's taking away from me. But it's like, anytime I do something nice for somebody, it helps me because I would never want to see somebody in that position to where they would have to crawl upward exactly. when they can just get a hand you know what i'm saying like when they could just be handed kindness and you know what something my dad told me that i'll never forget i'll never forget this i was like 21 and he told me 
and like a whole bunch of stuff in my life was going great and I got really nervous because you know like when stuff started going great right you, you be like, like oh then the pandemic happened right. no yeah. right so stuff was going great for me I was like 21 so that was eight years ago he told me this and I'll never forget and he was like I was like I don't know like I'm just nervous like so many good things are happening and he was like when you make positive deposit, when you make deposits into like the bank of life, you can't be surprised when you it's time for you to make withdrawals. And you get blessed, yeah. And I was like, that's okay. the thing. Say, I was like, that's all I needed to hear. Exactly. And sometimes, like you, you know, you make deposits and you get the withdrawals later, but that's okay. And I think that's what we we like. I think maybe it's like a Western mindset kind of a way we operate on reward system when it goes to extending kindness or just genuine like. You know, just genuine family type, you know, community type things to people because of how we perceive society. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're so used to being like operating a reward system like, okay, well, if I give this homeless man money, I'm going to get blessed. Or if I'm help this girl out, I'm going to get blessed. So people get upset when bad, when good things don't happen to them immediately. Instant gratification. Exactly. So That's it's what like, people expect. Exactly. People expect that. And it's like, what, where, what area of your heart and your mind are you giving from to where you believe that everything must be rewarded? And you know what I'm saying? So it's like. But then like my thing is like when you. If you like take like a moment out of every of every part of your day to just or every day just to be grateful, you realize like you are rewarded. Like if you yeah. wake up, and I have a health, gratitude that's journal. Reward. I have a journal that you I know, keep, we're yeah. in a pandemic yeah. and you woke up in without COVID. That's Absolutely. a reward. I started to do that. Like I started yeah. to have two separate journals. I would have a gratitude journal and then a journal where I would work on my affirmations and like things that I want from my life. And my gratitude journal, I would just like thank the people who are in my life. And of course, I vocalize that. You know, like now I've gotten better about vocalizing that. But I just write down the things that I'm happy for. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm 26 now. Like there's a lot of things that have happened to me in my life that I couldn't even fathom at 20 or 21 years old. So I go back to my gratitude journal. I've had it since like 26. And I just think about the things that I've manifested for myself and the mm. people who've come into my life and taught me so many different things about friendship and my interpersonal relationships and like about love and being a better person. And it's like I'm very appreciative. So it's not always it doesn't always have to be tangible things, you know. Right. So I feel like I've learned so much and grown so much to where it's like that makes me so emotional to know that people took a chance on me or that I took a chance on myself to fight for my peace and my happiness. Like you got to be grateful for that type of stuff. You have to be grateful. I love it. You have to be grateful. I'm really overwhelmed with just, like, the thought that, like, you had an idea. You didn't even mean to, like, market. <laughs> right? You didn't that's mean to, to market it the way that you did. didn't mean to. That's natural. That's The ADHD that's... in me might not have done it. <laughs> I might have been like, I forgot I even said I was thinking. We what keep having everybody? people on here that have ADHD. We, have, we do as well. It's just really interesting. I don't know. There's some correlations happening here, but this I'm, is such I'm a just, good podcast. I love our show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed by just the fact that like your marketing was so on point. Like I saw, no, I, I saw your campaign. I'm I trying to find your it campaign. Now. I liked your campaign. I shared your campaign. Didn't even know who you were at the time, but just the way that you presented it, it was just a no brainer. And that's what they call it in the marketing industry. It's just a no brainer. Like why the fuck would people not show up and support this and love this? And you didn't even mean for that to be the thing you were, you literally just wanted to give people an experience. And I just think that's so beautiful to just be just such a giving person in like a time where like, you know, especially during COVID. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what shifted so much with how, COVID. Like how could you even that. find that type of you know, how could you find that type of generosity, like, in yourself, like, in a time like that? That's, like, amazing to me. No. It was, I felt like what's crazy is that, like, so I I kind of had a pretty decently large following for a minute. But then during the pandemic, it really blew up because everyone was at home and a lot of people were getting into yeah. plants. And I already had, like, an established following. And so 
as I was posting, I feel like that kind of like showed me how real I was as a person because it didn't, it, my page did, wasn't just about plants. It was just also about like activism in my own way. And it made me realize it's like, okay, so, oh, this is another thing. So during um, the pandemic, I started something called plant school, which is like the virtual class for the new plant parent. And we donated, we, we raised me and another, um, um, business owner, she does plant installations. Her name is Mariah of Greenpeace out of Brooklyn. And we started something called plant school. And I called her, I was like, I want to raise money for whatever people who need it. You know what I mean? I was like, this is a really hard time right now. I want to raise money for people who need it. And because I really felt like I was like, look, even though I don't have like a million followers, I do have a decent following. You have a platform still. Yeah. It's like, I have a platform and I want to do something with that. And so, um, during the pandemic, we started plant school and it was basically like just teaching virtual classes, um, about how to take care of your plants, like for new plant parents. And we raised over $11,000 and we donated on the first class we wrote it, we donated a hundred percent of the funds. And on the, mm. on, the, on the second ones, we had to do 75% cause I need, you know, I need something. Yeah. I'm trying to find the post now, but yeah, so it was like, um, I'm so dead. but yeah, it was just really for me to be able to do that. It's like, I just wanted to do something because I was having a really hard time during the pandemic. And I was like, I just need to do something outside of me. And also I was like, look, this, I have plants and I'm very passionate about plants, but how can I turn this into something tangible um, for someone else's life? You know what I mean? And so just like being able to raise that money, it's like 11 grand, like, up at that point I had never even had 11 grand in my own account yeah that's a lot of you know what I mean? I was like, damn, (laughs) like what the fuck? Um, And then, but it was just like, you know what? Like, why not? And so we had donated to all kind of foundations and then we started our own. Um, it was, we did this for one of them where basically like people who needed help with their bills, like black, black people who needed help with their bills, we would just send them money for their bills. Like they would tell us what it was and we'd be, we'd send them money for whatever bill. Oh they my had. God, you're so dope. But it was like, it was just cool. Cause I was like, any idea, I feel like during the pandemic, like when we were really at home, I was like, any idea that I had, I felt like I was low key doing it, except the merch. But I'm gonna do that soon. Well, you got um, it. You know That's what I mean? Okay. Yeah, Take but it's like tour. I yeah. felt like I was doing it, and it was it was really nice because I was I felt like I got to positively affect other people's lives and my own. I was like, damn, I feel dope for doing this. I'm saying, like, you know, it's about them. It's but it's also about me at the same no, time. I have that tatted on my yeah. back. I have that tatted on my back. It's a Buddhist quote. I feel like I talk about this like once a week. Every time we talk about what podcasts, say, Nick? What it's say? happiness never decreases from being shared. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. literally, it does not decrease from you giving it to other people, especially like during a tough, like the pandemic. We're still in that shit, but the pandemic was so crazy. It was hitting people so badly. That's the that's when everybody was the trying to make the quarantine was yeah, of. and the people just tried to make it seem people tried to dumb it down and make it seem as if people getting into plants and getting more into like their home and stuff like that was just silly. And I was just like, people don't understand that plants have healing properties. Yeah, you know, not only that, but like my, my I grew up. My mom has an intense green thumb. She used to garden. I used to be out in the garden with my mom, and then she would have tons of house plants, and she would speak to her plants. And they would like they would be affected by how she would pour her energy into them. And I don't think people understand that. So it's like they give so much like just if we didn't have any plants, we wouldn't be able to live, honestly. And that's and exactly. And I feel like it's like for me and this really could be a tourist thing. Um, Cause my girlfriend, I my girlfriend's a tourist too, and we're very similar in this way. Like, if my home is not together, if it doesn't feel oh no, right, that's a tourist. I am thing. not together. Like y'all are homeless. I cannot if my house is messy if it's not together I in I at my core I'm like something is wrong and I just felt like you know 
home decor can be very expensive. I mean, if you want something real nice, it's oh, yeah. home decor is very expensive. Yeah, but I think like one it. of them super DIY. And, and, and that that, that ain't me. Yeah, that ain't me. That's hard. I want to be one of those so bad. I really, oh like, in theory, I'm like, I'm one of those. No, you're not, Brianna. No, bro. No. That's okay. No. It's, and it's fine. I thought that the you other day, You don't even want to put a Ikea piece of furniture together. Girl, DIY Halloween humbled me. <laughs> I'm like, it's not me. But I felt like plants is a way for people to have, like, very, you know, healing type of homes like a home that looks really dope without having to like break the bank just on you know a credenza people or a have, bed or some people shit, have you know? made it like that's always we were just talking about sneakers earlier the way same way that sneakers are kind of getting inaccessible it's, it's kind of breaching over to like plants because mm-hmm. i breaching see over to everything right, it is. everything is too everything expensive. is a commodity and it's just like because once the quarantine hit and people started buying plants i started to see like plants get up in price and i was like well, the plant, that was for a couple of reasons though yeah. because like you know we i feel like plants. it put a lot of strain on growers oh of course yeah probably mm-hmm. did of course yeah and then a lot of people are starting plant businesses so what? during the quarantine so like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to, yeah. you know, want to do a plant pop up or I want to do I want to have a plant shop. And so, you know, a lot of people get their plants from you know, the same growers. Yeah. So it's like, damn, if everybody's at home, yeah. I mean, everybody buy plants, which means this is going to, you know, cost more. And all. I definitely understand that yeah. for sure. But I mean, there's definitely, you know, when when things are commodified. People are selling Even. exclusivity because at, exactly. at the end of the day, the Facts. way that the, the pandemic happened and the way that quarantine happened and now we're still living in the pandemic, people want to enjoy spaces in a safer way. They want to enjoy things in a safer way. So I feel like people are selling exclusivity. People are but selling with everything. But yeah, with people everything. are selling experience with everything. I knew it was bad when niggas put a section in the hole in the wall. Okay, like... Hold on, what? The club and bucket. They have... Sections. They have bottle girls now. They're lying. I'm so serious. Hole in the wall. You said free hole beer in the for wall two is liter- hours. Remember when we literally had like a hole in, in the, the wall. wall? Yeah. They give out free beer. Okay, our phones are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us alone. Like, what happened? But yeah, they put they started putting sections in bottle girls and that shit. I'm kidding. And that hole and that club is disgusting. If y'all so, don't know, if y'all don't live in disgusting. Atlanta, hole in the wall is like this club in Buckhead that's like <laughs> disgusting. Honestly, it's a damn hole down. They used like, to give out free beer. Of. <laughs> it's such an ugly club. They like, got bottle girls in section. For they what? got bottle it's, girls though. I was dude, like, where are we doing? What's the divide? They have white couches now too. Bruh, I don't know. I um, said, boy, ain't no way, boy. <laughs> Cause that place Ain't bro, no way boy I was like bro This this I was deplorable I said it on Twitter I said bro Now I know for a fact Niggas are trying to turn Atlanta into LA What do you, but that's just, what do you yeah, I was gonna say What do you guys think about Like this new Cause I feel like Atlanta Always Obviously we've always had clubs Because that's where Most of the well, music yeah, yeah, breaks yeah. But I feel like We were known For Having like A club vibe In spaces that are not clubby Like for example, Sound Table, Mother, any bar that was on Ooh, Edgewood. Rest in peace. Literal, no. All these spaces are literal God. bars. But okay. anytime you go there on a Friday or Saturday, it's giving club vibes. And I feel like since the pandemic is open and all those mom and pop places have closed. It's more exclusive now. Now people are like in the club. Nobody you have to get a reservation for it's dinner. It's giving very much Ooh. L.A. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. please don't bring that L.A. shit here, nigga. We're but the country, Atlanta nigga. I don't is, know what's happening that shit. We're the South. It's turning. It's turning. And it's, it's turning. turning. It's gonna turn it's me turning. the fuck off. It's turning me away. It really is, honestly, because it's like I wanted to have a family here one day, and when I say a family, maybe a dog and maybe a man that I tolerate. But like, I wanted to have a family <laughs> oh in a God. small house somewhere. But it's ridiculous because I feel like I couldn't even create that here because this is not home. It doesn't look like home to me anymore. And right. I came to Atlanta in two thousand and one, right before nine eleven. 
So right. it's like I saw so Blackity much black black. Like it was very black. It's and pre- still very black, black. It was very black, very affluent, but there was so much raw development here. So it's like it's seeing seeing it turn into what it is now and seeing so many black people Hollywood. Exactly, but it's it makes me very upset because people don't understand that black people do have a hand in gentrification. And the fucked up part to me is that these people don't really pour back into our communities. They kind of just displace us. Because I have a lot of people that I know personally whose parents, grandparents have lived places for 30, 40 years and have been displaced. And that's why I'm I'm so adamant about people like actually, and voting doesn't solve most things. Let's just be honest. Oh, like the video I sent you with Kasim Reed. But yeah, I just want, that's why I'm so adamant about people actually doing their research because voting is maybe, you know, the groundwork, maybe not even the foundation, maybe them just like digging up the trees and stuff and like laying the ground so that the foundation can go. It just makes me sad. And I just feel like that's why I am so adamant about not electing officials just because they are black. Yeah. You exactly. have to read their policies because literally. people, d- all politicians do a lot of telling you what you want to hear. Facts. And then when you go and actually <clears throat> read the pol- their policies, look at the things that they have backed the community initiatives it's like, um, baby, it's giving put black people in jail, put up more surveillance exactly. cameras, more police. not for literally. the reason of body cams, but literally to give out more traffic violations. Like, come on, you're trying to put people in jail and all skin folk ain't kin folk. That's why you got to read, man. You have to okay? practice your discernment heavily. If we just went off of Instagram and like who's more likable, Kasim Reed would yeah, I be run. in the running you for mayor. You told me the nigga, the nigga 4PF. He was in the club with Lil Baby. Didn't you and say that's that? okay because we fuck with Lil Baby. <laughs> yeah, 4PF. But at the same time, <laughs> if, if we, we were voting <laughs> strictly off of likability, we would have so many people in office who are just willing to do whatever it takes. They would literally have niggas make, in office because they thick. Yeah, They'd just like, to make they would back pick up girls from Magic deals, City. you know, Literally. just to make back end deals that are self serving. Like, Kasim Reed is obviously a black man. He has a black ass name. She about to start, y'all. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't have nothing to do with anything. But exactly. He has very white mind with anything. Just the way he that he's very white mind. Just he by wants putting the batteries for personal gain, and he's done it before. Like, this is not his first term. Like, I just feel like Atlanta to me is. I love the city, but man. I love Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Like, I am an OG ATL. You a Grady baby? I am not. Oh, <laughs> most people you are. Every baby. Most people are not Grady babies. I, okay. They're, they so people were born trying, in Decatur and. People be trying to Atlanta I was born in Bronx, me, right? New York, Jacoby Hospital. <laughs> so, so the thing is, I wasn't born in Atlanta off because of a technicality because my mom was in, she was in the military at the time. But oh. I came back here three months, and my family's from Georgia. No, you're from Atlanta, baby. But I'm from Atlanta, because yeah, I've from been here since I was People be trying to tell who me that I'm not it. from Atlanta, because I moved for high school and then came back. No, you're from Atlanta. But I'm from Atlanta, and I don't care what y'all are saying. I'm still going to come back. Like, and I've I'm been here since I was four years old. I'm definitely from Atlanta. Because like. people be trying to tell me, like, like they'll be like, um, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. Oh, what high school did you go to? North Don't Atlanta High me. School. Don't try me. Oh, what middle MLK school MLK Arabia Mountain, bitch. Like... Yeah, I didn't go to high school. What you mean? Here, where you, what high school was it? North Atlanta. Where'd you go? And they'd be like uh, Cedar Grove. Boy, stop! <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's. But it, I mean, that's definitely some. Reading. That's some Atlanta shit. Though. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Miller Grove, Cedar, Cedar Grove, Grove, MLK, like Stevenson, like Towers, like all of that shit. Towers. I used yeah. to play Towers. I just don't Towers used to be dangerous. I just don't understand the pressing about the dangerous as fuck being. 
going to high school again like you said earlier people are trying to do that exclusive exclusivity shit like my nigga we're like black people when people well there's a a, a distinct difference between the east side and from east atlanta of course but it's like people trying to yeah we don't really people try to it's like uh, high school people try to zone check it's not that to me it's not serious to me it's not that serious though but if you know i'm about to say if you're from the west side you're dangerous but i'm wearing a west side sweatshirt i actually got this up the street at Westside Provisions, <laughs> like nah, people from a from white a, woman. I'm not I gonna lie, people not. from I the bought this from a white woman. Different, but yeah. I still fuck with y'all. I, yeah, niggas on the east side. Over there. East side, east side niggas. They're we dance and shoot, different. but west side niggas will kick your door in. Now shoot out. Yeah, hey, I'm Soldier Boy. <laughs> was he living him. in Atlanta at any point? I, because I, I, I really feel been. like he's so heavily influenced by like. But is he like a Memphis nigga? Yeah, everybody's heavily influenced by us. That's they don't want what it, it is. People don't want to give us credit Atlanta because we're the South. influences everything. We but do. My, and I feel like now, like, new Atlanta, it seems, it's, I just feel like I can always tell when someone's, like, not from here. Oh, know, I can smell it off of them. And I feel like the thing is, one thing that I really appreciate about growing up in Atlanta is that no one was, like, intellectualizing supporting black. That was just yes. who, that's, that's, that's just who you're doing. Let me that's tell you what's happening. That's how it was. Your yeah. neighbor, that's your neighbor. I feel it's like heart. I feel like is before black. Your is black. everyone who was moving to Atlanta was like proximity to Atlanta. It was Louisiana, Mississippi, exactly. Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolinas, North Carolinas, maybe a couple Floridas. I feel like a lot of now we're getting a lot of LA. We're getting yes, a lot of y'all where y'all at, please. We're getting a lot of New York, and that's okay. No, but don't come the here and try to get onto this black wave. And make it seem like this is just some new special ass experience that just started with Black Lives Matter, all that stuff. Like, no, nigga. Or like, like you're doing someone a favor. Here. You niggas is full black. Exactly. I ain't got time for that shit. Stay in LA, nigga. We've been here. You smell like the beach. It's always <laughs> growing up in Atlanta. <laughs> like, seeing, I don't, seeing don't give a fuck. Seeing black people being <laughs> like, doctors, seeing black people being I've, lawyers, seeing black people I used, make niggas money used in to the pull music up, industry. Niggas used to pull up to Arabian Mountain and Range Rovers. Their moms are literally the lawyers to the housewives to Bobby Brown and shit like that. people like, who are ex-strippers you know out here like, that got more money my, than niggas saying, with I, real ass jobs. Exactly. Like, black wealth exists here and not only black wealth, just black experience. Like, and also just like, like, that's one thing I really like about Atlanta because I feel like a lot of people come to Atlanta and they're like, it's black wealth. You know, it's black. It's black. Just very money. No, we got broke niggas here. And that's that's important. You do want to see black wealth. Okay, we get that. That's important. But my thing is like, I feel like when you're talking to people who are from Atlanta, it's just a very like, it feels, it's comfortable. And that's one thing that I feel like even if I go to another city and I'm in an environment where I am around a lot of black people, it's just not as comfortable. Yeah. And I feel I like said the only place a lot I felt of people like that was come DC. here. Yes, DC has DC's that is the only place that had that for me. But African is fuck out there. I feel Love like it. in Love other it. cities like LA, it's not... They don't have that sense of community. They don't. And also, like, you in Atlanta was a place because it used to be a lot more inexpensive where everything was not about survival mode with everybody yes. yeah well, like in new york or in la in new york and san francisco they've like, always that's had that very that competitive. survival mode yeah, they've had that competitive. competitive and you're snaking niggas constantly exactly make a check to and they're pay trying to bring that energy month. here and it's like they're trying to bring that energy here and that's why i'm just like y'all need to get in where the fuck y'all fit in because that's not the type of energy we have atlanta supports atlanta she yeah. had 1500 people show up and only had a 750 plants off of social media. Yeah. <laughs> and they you probably still stayed and still showed up. And you know what I'm saying? It, like, it's like, and it's like, I don't, I feel like one thing is I don't want everything to be about like the look of things. And that's like, what it is. It, everything is becoming an aesthetic type thing. And, and I'm it's just like, like, no, like you can. And then also like what's weird is though, I feel like, I don't know if this is just a new age thing or this is just like 
people from other cities moving here. One thing that is weird to me is like if you have a following, people will literally treat you different. Yeah, we know. Or or like people Terrible. will be like like I remember I met this dude at, at my friend's birthday party, and he was like. You look cool. What do you do? And I was like, I just be. You what know. the fuck? I was like, I no, be literally, this. nigga. I've had people tell that to me multiple different times. Like, stop bro. fucking playing with me. Literally, bro. Literally, people were like, oh, okay, you look interesting. What do you do? I tell niggas, I, I start to tell niggas I exist. Stop That's, fucking no, asking me. I'd be like, I'd be. Stop I was like, I'd be doing stuff in Atlanta. Like that should be, be irritating me. Like, who gives a fuck, nigga? I'm at this party with these celebrities, just like you, drinking this cheap ass, inexpensive, watered down liquor, nigga. And like, it's just it's like just too it, much. everything doesn't. I feel like that's kind of where it's everything is about. What can you do for me? What can you do for me? And it's like, I don't want my relate my friendships and all my relationships to Woo! be transactional. I've been talking about this all week on Twitter. Like, it's just been making me so irritated because I've been experiencing the same thing. And it's like, everything has become so transactional. It's like, I want to be, I'm, I'm very intentional about my friendships mm -hmm. and I want people that pour into me. So it's like, I might do a few things that might help you, but I don't want to base my friendship off, off of what I could do for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the same way that I approached Tay just to be friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it we was just ended up doing this. We exactly really like each other that's like, what i'm saying and so a it's lot like, of people don't they don't together. get that though like they think that i'm like it's so many things that can come out of just you like fucking with people somebody. are so disingenuous with their approach it's just and, i can't and my thing is like i look at the way people operate like with how do other you people? operate your own thing, yeah. situation Ooh, snap, you know snap. I mean? and it's just like i'm very like like of, you know, of course, I want to make I'm I want to make money. I make money. I want to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Of course, but everything is not about that. And some things are just literally about community. And if you can't under if you don't have like that community um, consciousness, like I can't. People want to monetize friendships. That's why, like, I really appreciate Issa Rae because Issa Rae always talks about networking across. And I feel like I can have people that elevate and pour into me in my life, but I do not feel like I have to approach people from a transactional standpoint. And I feel like we might be able to offer each, each other something, of course, but it's like we have to mesh energetically, and that's okay for me. So it's like I'm okay with not being friends with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like being selectively social and things like that. I feel like I might take me longer to get where I'm getting because I don't want to kiss anybody's ass, but everybody that's in my life is supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's like everything is not about, and this is going to sound crazy, and, nope. I could, and I could never say this on Probably not. Because, we're very crazy. But like <laughs> everything is not about, Yes, your life is about you. You are the main character. Like things are about your elevation. Like but I feel like the like the world that we live in now, everything is about this is my character development. And that means that I treated you like shit. I learned something from it, which means that I'm a better Between person. Between the ghosting, you know the disrespecting, I mean? like, like, the gaslighting, that's exactly what it is. And I I try to say that, like, y'all, you, yeah, you might be the main character in your life, but you have to be considerate about your gravitational pull in other people's spaces. And you have to be responsible for You are, yeah. You exactly. have to hold yourself accountable. You're sucking be people into your energy. Your energy. Exactly. I really feel like all of the things that you all have just discussed over the last, like, three minutes, it's all about people not being used to seeing that. Exactly. People have not people experienced not genuine being kindness. used to black wealth. So yeah. acting like it's just this amazing. It's taboo. It's not reality. That's taboo. Like, wow, Atlanta is space. Like, and no. people fear what we they don't. Not, black people yeah, being people talented and excellent and monetizing off of it is not some special. It shouldn't be some special thing. It should be how be everyone should be able to live. Having friends that you actually like, it should be a thing. It, it shouldn't always be about, you know, 
benefiting from the friendship in some but way. But they be having aesthetic friendships and yes. relationships. That's why I literally was just talking I about cannot, that shit on Twitter. This girl literally approached me trying to be friends and like completely like blew me off. I can't shit. do the aesthetic like, friendships. I never understood that. And to come to find out, she wants to be my friend because like of like because of the way that I look physically or who I might be hanging out with. And I'm not that type of person. But I don't care. Show an inch of personality. It's like whoa, bitch. Hold she was on. just like when she texted me. She was like, I'm speaking. So, she was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I'm usually like this with all my friends. I didn't think it was like that. I didn't think it was that, that big of a deal. But I was just like, my nigga, like, I t- if I take time, you know what I'm saying? Like, my time is important and me spending time with my friends is important. So as I feel like if I'm trying to build something with you, you need to be honest about what you want from me. Yeah. Because I just feel like now I'm over here feeling like a dookie head because I'm like, damn, nigga, I wanted to be friends. <laughs> and, shit, and, like, the thing is, shit doesn't have to be weird. Like, the fact that I'm like, I want to start my merch and you're like, oh, this is it. Like, I can give you this information. I li- literally, literally. That is something that people don't be, like, That's I don't have to people prove that we are. my worth. Like, oh, exactly. well, if I do this, what does that mean? I'm a lose. That's Nothing. why I fucking love Tay. Tay will be like, my nigga, let me tell you something. Either I can help you or I can't. I'll give a nigga. <laughs> like, I met yesterday a like, resource. That's if you saying. a nigga, I'm giving you resource, <laughs> and I mean a nigga like a black nigga. N i g g a r. If you a nigga, nigga, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm giving you resources because why not? That's why what I'm saying, would like, I, What do I lose or gain from not? That's what. That's from, what I from I'm not saying. or helping you, bro. The amount of times I've sent girls like literal, like literal paragraphs on how to grow, influ- like influ- influencer space and all types of stuff like that. These things don't take from me. Because I'm in my own lane. Like, God created me to be myself. He created me to be Nicolay. So there's not anything anybody else could do to challenge me and my self-esteem and my foundation. Because there these is things no are, competition. These things belong to me. We this is my agency. This is my body. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't make me jealous. And, like, with the, I feel like the influencer thing can get weird. I was very weird about people calling me an influencer. Because I'm like, I don't really see influencers do what I'm doing. I just don't. Yeah. Like, I feel like there that is a name that they just put on everyone. It's who just ha- a label, have a honestly. Large following, and it's just like, but you, just a store could have a large following. That don't mean they're right. uh, influ- You know, I just say content creator. Yeah, right? it's like so content creator. I'd rather that or just digital or like community. Um, community. So, oh yeah, we had activists. Yeah, we had a community anything. like a something. We had made some word up. Community, community something. Yeah. Whatever. yeah, something like that. But. And I feel like with the influencer thing, like I noticed that, like okay, obviously, like I'm in a house plant type of niche or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and so a lot of times, like. I know that companies would hit up several people in the black woman house plant, plant. sphere, but it's like I'm not gonna feel weird about that. Like I, me and um, one of my internet friends, like we had both did something with Miss Myers, and it's just like I'm not gonna be weird about it. Like it's just like yeah. if you if they ask me, do you know anyone else? Yes, I do. These are the people, bro. Like, that's me that as fuck. That's I literally told her that. I said, "Take get your hair shit up, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Get your hair shit together, ho," because we about to do some natural hair stuff. That's what I think. That's what I hate so much too. And that's why I feel like it's just like, to me, I feel like it's just a shared experience. I don't feel like you're taking anything from me if we are both like I feel notable. like people think that opportunities are few and far between. And they think that most opportunities are once in a lifetime. Oh, so we talk they, about this once When they a get those week. opportunities, and again, they're not used to shit. They feel like they have to gatekeep or hold that exactly. opportunity or hoard that opportunity for themselves people have a crack in a barrel mentality but our original place is never the barrel if there's a job that i'm offered and they can't give it to me at the rate that i want or there's a conflict of interest or there's a conflict in uh time and i can't do it i'm sending you six seven names of women who are available on that day of women who have a lower rate than me of women who um are closer to in proximity to your brand or i feel like are more aligned with your brand why would I not? 
I don't, people like I was saying, people have Why a crab. People have a crab in a barrel mentality, as if our original place was the barrel. We were what in you, the ocean. What if you refer that space person, for everybody? You refer that person, and they do such an amazing job. And they're like, wow, that person did such an amazing job. I'm so glad that so-and-so connected me with them. Then they circle back to you and they're like, hey, because you actually have connections think like with this, people who have this kind of influence, we feel like your influence is more powerful. And now we actually found a way to get you your rate. And now you've created an opportunity for not only yourself, but the p- people in your community as well. But people don't think about Hello? that type of shit. People, no. like, people, people want to hoard money and response, like everything. Like, I hate it. And it's just Damn. like, you have to be comfortable with yourself to know that, like, you just really got to believe that you're going to be taken care of no matter what. Listen, yeah. it's coming from an earth That's sign so herself. But listen to this Taurus woman with Grounded. that area. Okay, they be in the Okay, so I'm a Taurus, but look, the way that I'm really an Aries. <laughs> Because How close? I'm an Aries what's... Moon, Aries Mercury, Aries Venus. Oh yeah, okay. That's like me. I'm a super Gemini. Because I'm a, you are Aries Stellium. I really feel like those and other like, those okay. other what's signs what's matter. What's the sign where it's like sidereal? Yeah, sidereal. Sidereal. Yeah. sidereal. Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm sidereal. a sidereal Aries. Oh wow. I think I'm a sidereal Sag. I'm a sidereal Taurus. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, but I I think I'm Scorpio gang through and through. All my. Everything Oof. is Scorpio. I know your brain be and fighting in there. I love it. I actually don't be. I don't be having a lot of conflict because there's so much Scorpio that I'm. I'm just in there. No, I'm you be decisive. making decisions. I'm, whatever I'm I did, decisive. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm decisive as fuck. And then I have some Sag in there, which I think is good because I got to get my emotions out of me, vulnerable from time to time. <laughs> and then we threw a little bit of Capricorn and Aquarius in there, yeah, so that's a bitch the, yeah. can actually have a little bit of logic because that yeah. Scorpio be having a bitch. On the moon. Nigga okay. Like, I feel like, no logic. I feel like I have so much Aries in me. Like, the logic part be... The Taurus... It's just, just thank God, because the, I have one Earth It's very sign. grounding. I have one Earth sign That's in just my your sun? chart. Only. That's it? That's fire. That's fire. I only have, like... I only have one... Two. God don't want me to be uh, successful in, uh, <laughs> in certain areas. Cause Girl, you're a Gemini. You just have multiple personalities The way my brain be like... got tap into them. My brain just be, it be two niggas in there like this every day. Like, I did, <laughs> none, I of, it, none of it makes sense. Geminis. I don't know. I feel like I have my, I feel like um, I'm a Gemini to where like I, I'm, well, of course I'm a Gemini stellium because I'm a Gemini uh, sun, moon, mercury. And um, I have my cancer rising. So I feel like my, that water element kind of grounds me. And that is so many cancer risings that I know. And I'm a Taurus Venus. So like that shit I used to think I was a cancer like, rising for like two years. My dad told me. 20 minutes off on my birth time. So for like two years, Daddy, I thought I was a, rising. I'm actually a Sag rising. Oh, oh okay. Jesus just really took a yeah. time for real. Yeah. Just throwing out signs. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. So what's crazy is I lost my, I, lo- I first of all, I lost every important document that a person would need. I don't know where it is. It's okay. So I had to get my birth certificate and my mom used to tell me I was born at 1005. Luckily being born at 1050 is it's in the same hour. So it's the same sign. Yeah. But I'm like, what yeah. if I was out here being a Scorpio rising? And I, I thought that. That's what I thought. That I thought I was a Scorpio rising at first, and then I realized I was like, I don't really have that much of that bark <laughs> that Scorpio would have. That Aries be giving me all the bark. I love Aries women though; they're the best. I, I feel like Aries women. I mean, we. I f- it's like I'm a Taurus, but I just whenever I read Aries stuff, I'm like, that's. But you're supposed to when you read stuff like for astrology, you're, you're, you're supposed rising, to read for that type of stuff. Yeah, so, your rising is very much your moon and your rising aren't there. Yes, they're so yeah. there. Sometimes yeah. that's, that's what, what they say. Well, you relate to more I than your sun sign. You're supposed to read because your rising is who you present as. And I feel like I'm. I can be like I'm. 
like not in a bad way, but I am sensitive. Like, and I feel like the cancer be coming out. Like, yeah, I know yeah. mine does because I because I because people don't a lot of people don't know that I'm a Gemini until I start talking. Mm. <laughs> but people online like if i t- tweet or something like that like unless i say something like goofy people normally think that i'm a water sign and i'm like where the fuck did y'all get that from i'm dead because i'm like most gemini's are just so we just air signs in general we're just very like my way or the highway or go fuck you type shit I'm and then crying. you know what i'm saying yes. that's really how it that's really how it is though yes. but i'm not gonna lie that's how i used to be as a junior back in gemini Terrible not person. Not a junior bacon. <laughs> Terrible fucking person. I love when she does that. Terrible not fucking person. bacon. Anytime that uh-huh. she's, like, describing, like, she'll see a part, like, there's this guy that she thinks looks like Don Tolliver. And she calls him Junior Bacon Don Tolliver. <laughs> and that should be having me rolling. He doesn't look he like Don so Tolliver. Let me just throw that out there. Oh, my God. But it's so funny when she oh says that shit. Did y'all go to the Don Tolliver concert? I went she to did. it. It was so I was much stupid. fun. I heard it was good. I'm He's goofy. so good go. at live Did you go to Kitchenata? I had every I opportunity go. to go to we both got, of these events and <laughs> did not attend. I didn't go to the k one because I've seen k every time he's been in Atlanta, like the last few years. So that, that was the first time I haven't seen him. But it was so good. I danced for two hours straight. Because he just that's be in there DJing. And not he said to see. three words. I was like, that's the best concert I've been to in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said hello and good night. Nigga, don't talk. Just play. Just, just, put, just set it up, nigga. Vibing. Oh my god! No, every time he be playing, I be in there sweaty as fuck. We'll dance with everybody. I be on the ceiling, Dancing. shit. Like I had the whole row, the and then the last forty-five minutes, that whole row wanted to come. To, I'm like, actually, I was using y'all's row as a event space for me. <laughs> it was a dance floor. I fucking did. But I actually like the Roxy. That's a good little. No, I like yeah, it. That Donald Oliver nice concert space. that I went to there, we I had sat like we had sat up in the balcony, and I was like, "That's where that's where I was." I was like, "This is like I feel like I'm in my own little." Section. I was like, "This is nice." Like, I don't. I, I think I'm gonna do the balcony for every concert. No, I liked it. It was. A vibe. I'm probably gonna do that, and then they got that little VIP that's section we, in the you corner. You know, we're getting mm-hmm. older, and then the food ain't like, bad either. We don't want to be in general mission on uh, the floor. Ga, it's bruh. Give me the nosebleed seats, no and I will be able to. I'm sorry, like retro Nick, like throwback Nick used to be. I used to always make a frame with a security guard and sneak to the very front to where like I could see the nigga performing like really closely it's not for me but I see, can't be, be in general mission no more I can't be in the front it's over with it's not fun I want to be able to dance I need I, I need a seat cause you know niggas mosh pit now I and can't, that's yeah, what I, I don't say, I can't I don't be in that. the front of any first of all y'all generation I saw Travis Scott when I, the first time I, the first and only time I saw Travis Scott I said Brianna you're old bruh you're old now bruh. this Travis is what you're old He's mean, bruh. He is it. He performs. He's like, you not singing. This nigga said, "Bro, this nigga, bro, we was at the concert. That's so crazy though." This nigga was like, "This nigga." He he came on stage. He came on stage. Y'all know he be like with his bangs and shit. He be putting, you know, he can't see shit with his bangs and shit. He come in there dark as fuck. Two braids. We didn't know who it was. Right over. We didn't know who it was. This nigga was like, "Turn the fucking light off. Turn the light off, nigga." At the light, nigga. The light, nigga was like. <laughs> trying to nervously I, I, turn the light off because he's he's scary. I was like, but nigga. like the mosh pit thing is like mm, that's not fun. And niggas was trying to mosh at the Don Toliver concert. I said, nigga, I'm thirty six. I'm up at the mosh with y'all, <laughs> niggas. Okay, I don't got not the knees for that, baby. Okay, okay, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> we're hitting our hour mark, and now we're just getting fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Bree, for coming on the show. This it's was an absolute delight. I feel like we always get people that we're just aligned with. Yeah, I don't anyway. know how it works, but this is great. It just happens. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Hers and Hers. Like, stream, subscribe. I'm Tay Nikki. You already know Nick Space. Follow us. Like it, all that good stuff. Thank you again, Hers and Hers Podcast. Signing Bye, y'all. Out. That was good.